highlights from this season. Oh. Welcome to the very 13th episode of Brightcast. It's the season finale, guys. Yeah, 13. Unlucky for some. Don't worry about the start, though, because it's the ending here that really matters, guys. Yeah, we're focusing on CTAs, how to end marketing campaigns, what to do at the end of those. Creating unforgettable endings. Creating unforgettable to, uh, endings. To campaigns. And on that note of like strong endings and stuff, we're going to bring back the bring a thing, just because I think it's better. And it's a bit more open than the what have you been on, because yeah. we we bring a lot of stuff to the studio in terms of like ideas, inspiration, things we've watched, things we've experienced or something. And I think they're better in terms of like insights than just what have we been on. Yeah, they normally tie to what we're on anyway, and yeah. they're normally inspiring, it, yeah. aren't they? So on that note, Rob, do you want to kick us off? What's the thing you done, Brung? Um, well, mine's actually tied to what I've been on. But it was actually uh, last week, I had a meeting with a new client who I think are going to go for some, some Google ads and some follow-up marketing stuff. And they have a real big competitor that dominates their, their field. We like ambition. We like people to want to lead their industry. But normally it's when there's no real like out-and-out -out leader. But with this company, there is. So... It was a bit of underdog storytelling and trying to get them to be the alternative, basically. You think of this company first, but then what's the alternative in its position in these people? Because what they do is the same service, but their USPs all counteract and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, so on my mind, really, is a different form of storytelling or a different plot line, I guess. And it's, uh, you know, the great underdog story. Dodgeball. Dodgeball, one of our, uh, that helped form one of our, core values here. One of my core values, yeah. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What did you bring in, Drew? So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit, and okay. I'm bringing in the bear. Okay. Great okay. storytelling. No spoilers, though, please. No, no okay, my spoiler-free, this is what I've brought. Is it the the bear in the Chinese zoo that people think is, is a human? Oh, it's, it's definitely just a man <laughs> in a costume. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not that, but <laughs> that, that is also great. <laughs> Uh, no, it's the Bear TV show. It's the thing that I've been watching a lot recently. We've we've watched it loads here, season one, but season yeah. two watched at home. You still need to watch season two, don't you, Jess? Yeah. But it's just amazing. And uh, no spoilers, but there's a lot of cameos. Yeah. Okay. You probably know that already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of their marketing has been around their cameos. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, it just got me thinking about Brightcast season three, because that's going to be our Bear season two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to come back with a bit of a guest list of cameos, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I, I, I haven't brought anything. I just randomly <laughs> yeah, said yeah, the bear. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll not announce them, but they're pretty big players, really, in the you know the marketing field yeah. or in people we just find interesting. Uh, and there's certain topics we want to talk about, especially in the wake of you know changing landscapes, AI, and all of that. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's smart people who yeah. are going to give give good insights on it and make make good episodes. Yeah, but also the bear, just great storytelling, great visual storytelling. Yeah. Great editing, really, really well put together. One of those bits of content that isn't anything to do with what we do, but it's like super inspirational, kind of makes us want to create more content. Yeah. yeah. Similar to when uh, Bo Burnham's Inside Netflix special came out. Yeah. Nothing to do with what we do at all, but no. just a great piece of like visual art, really. Yeah. To put yeah. it on that high pedestal. Yeah, just uh, executed really well, unique perspective on things. Mm. 
you know, it, it doesn't seem like it when you're watching it, but then when you break it down, you're like, well, that's the reason it hits so much harder because, you know, it's doing Amazing. things differently. Great, great yeah. storytelling. So mine's also similar to kind of what I've been working on. I've just been looking out recently for good pieces of copywriting. Mm -hmm. And in line with that, we've been creating a load of new ads for existing clients and as well for some new clients that have recently joined us some new Google ads. It's just kind of looking at how boring some people's Google ads are yeah, and how much yeah. room there still is for people to make their mark within Google ads. I think a lot of people think they need to just have that keyword and variations of that keyword rather than standing out. They well, kind of forget. Google does sort of force you down that road, doesn't yeah. it? With its uh, quality score that's just yeah. so basic, but you've you got yeah. to play a bit of that game. I guess it's also, yeah, something that we kind of had to have conversations about with clients because it's like, oh, some of them are excellent, but some of them are good. Yeah. And our ads are optimized to perform. But at the same time, Google want you to just have that yeah. sort of keyword iterations the only mention things that are on the landing page, which does help the quality score and does help push the ads. But you also have to balance that with standing out and making the ads clickable yeah, and standing out amongst the competitors. So say if you're searching for a construction agency, if you all have construction agency as yeah. your sort of first headline, there's no differential. There's no reason people should be clicking on you. Mm. Um, so just been doing a lot of research into good copywriting. Yeah. Um, you can never have too much inspiration, I think, when it comes to copywriting. There's also, there's always something you could be learning from and some piece of copy that you could take inspiration yeah. from. But yeah, that's that's my bringer thing slash what I've been on. Don't let ChatGPT tell you to unleash this. <laughs> yeah. Strap in. <laughs> <laughs> all of it feeds into this main topic, really. So let's get started, shall we? So it's all about creating unforgettable endings yeah. to campaigns. So ending on a high, ending with a bang. Yeah. And I guess the most simplest form what we have at the top is CTAs, right? So you put in a post out, you put in an ad out, video marketing piece out. What's the CTA in there? And it's the changing nature of it. So for ages, I've been really wanting to shake up how people write CTAs because everyone defaults to find out more, learn more, read, read more. more. And it's it's how to do a unique spin on that whilst also actually saying what you want to say, which is find out more. Yeah. Or read read more. Yeah. That's quite a difficult thing. But then there's been some changes in the like in the video world, real big awareness pieces is short form content that loops. So you don't really put a CTA in there, do yeah. you? Yeah. Or if if you do, it could it could it's kind of hidden within it, potentially. Yeah. Hidden before you get to that loop. Maybe it's at the start, yeah. maybe it's in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think CTAs is a good one because it's really simple. It's a really simple point to make and they're done incorrectly so many times. So I think it's quite easy to give tips on how to do them well. Yeah. Like it stands for call to action. If people don't know, it mm -hmm. has to be a call mm -hmm. to action. Yeah. But a lot of people think it's a crap text edition. Yeah. Because they just yeah. add some random yeah. text at the end and think that's a CTA. We also yeah. have the problem with a lot of our clients where they try and like CTA stuff. They try and like stuff as many CTAs as they can yeah. within a piece of content. And we spoke about it previously where they have mixed messaging and things like that. But it's like visit our website or call us or email mm. us or visit this landing page or do this or visit this QR code. Yeah. And there's so many things happening where they're just not going to do anything at yeah, that point. Yeah. yeah. So in that case, then it's like 
if we're going to go into like the what don't you do for a CTA, number one then is yeah, don't don't stuff it full of things. No, yeah. No. Like what what is what is the whole point of it is a CTA is it's meant to be this really really clear strong call to action right at the end of a video. Yeah, that has something to do with the video. Otherwise, yeah. you get that disconnect and people will be wondering what's going on between the CTA and yeah. the yeah. video. So we pro- probably won't act on it, even if your wording is you know impeccable yeah another thing is yeah just just keep it if you if you just have one cta make sure you keep it on target make sure you keep yeah. it you yeah. know focused yeah. we've had loads where it could be like a factory that makes like uh packaging for instance yeah and it's all about an awareness piece for them to put out to people to try and get more work yeah. but at the end of it they randomly like mention what like the ceo's qualifications are we had that ages ago where it was a similar thing and they literally had like oh we want this cta where it has like this qualification that this person has yeah and then maybe like an award that we won for this and none of it's to do with the actual purpose of a video no no so it's just random ctas it's not focused yeah it's not on message yeah and so they're useless i think what'll help people focus is when you think about where's the content going right so you know if it's a social post is it is it on a platform where people can click straight through? Yeah. If so, you can do a more direct thing. Um, you know, it's really nice if you make things just searchable. Like if you search this. I was just about to word. say there's the re- a real opportunity and it's the importance of owning certain keywords. Yeah. So say I've seen it on like Skyvans recently yeah, where they have yeah. like, I can't remember what the, the phrase was, but instead of having a URL... Because realistically, we we have this debate internally and with clients as well, where they have like long domains on the end of their video. Mm. And it's kind of thinking how many people and even how many people listening would realistically take that video and type in that URL. And it's like you say with social, yes, you'd probably have it in the comments or the, the, the post. But owning the, a keyword is super crucial yeah. for stuff like that. Because you could they just... can't click through right there and then. Yeah. So, you know, a sky van is a perfect example. They can remember search lightning fast broadband. Yeah. Was, and yeah. it will come up or, or whatever it is. And it's not just the platforms. It's about considering what people do next, what you want them to do next, isn't it? Because it's not just, you know, everyone will think, I want them to go to the website. But it's not. It's about challenging clients when they say that. Is What do you want them to do when they're there? You know, if it is to, if it's to download a guide, if they're watching a video clip and it's like, oh, let's, let's see the breakdown of this or, or there's a longer form video or series that they can dive into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that helps you come up with a better CTA for that original post because it actually is giving them a next step and it will be a unique next step, not just yeah. find out more, you know, learn more. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of the times call to actions are an afterthought. And yeah. because of that, they don't really have that, like the, the journey from watching the video to the end goal of why they've even had the video commissioned in the first place isn't necessarily yeah. thought out. Yeah. So I think you like, they really need to know that journey for where that viewer is going to go next. Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't have that in mind, it's quite difficult to create a really powerful, impactful CTA. Yeah. Even down to like, it's like, you know, how long is the CTA on screen for? What what are you showing? If you're showing a link, is it an easy to use link? It, like sometimes you'll get people and I'll send you the link and it's HTTP yeah, colon yeah, forward yeah. slash forward slash www dot a massive URL with several forward slashes and all sorts yeah. of stuff at the end. Yeah, that's that's no good for anybody. No, like making all of that easy to use, easy to digest goes into that yeah. where it goes into that question of where do you want people to go yeah. with it? What do you want them to do with it? And that's that's a good point. And and it reminds me of. Putting CTAs, it's not just at the end. You can have in-body links 
to text. They work really well in newsletters that yeah. guide them to different places. And it might not might not serve your main CTA, but I mean, it's great if it does, but it might just be extra information and it's another way of coming at it. And then that CTA is the same as this one that you get yeah. to. And it, it works really well within um, web web pages as well. Your internal links linking through and guiding people around the web page a bit because people don't consider that. Yeah, and, and it's really yeah. powerful user journey stuff yeah. as well. Something I'd say about the newsletter is the internal body links are great, but the tip is kind of to keep it, like you say, yeah. on on topic. Because we've seen clients before where they try and, again, stuff yeah. random links in, but then because they're clicking away so much, they're not actually getting to that final CTA, yeah, yeah. which means the content you're producing the CTA is irrelevant at that point because you've already asked them to click on five different blog posts, which are meaningless, really, yeah, yeah. to that to that end user. It's more just skipping the journey. If if someone reads that first sentence and they're ready to yeah. to go and read the guide or yeah. download the ebook or whatever, then there's no like have it there ready for them, you know, within the text. But then if they read it all and it goes to there as well, that's still great. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. It's, it's also the, the copywriting of those CTAs because you can kind of have softer CTAs, yeah. especially within yeah. written pieces like that. Softer CTAs within the body and then have your your harder uh, yeah. core CTA at the bottom. And they could be the same link. It's just sort yeah. of having, like you say, those, those two, two-prong approach. People still use like and subscribe, you know. Can that language be updated? Or is that so embedded in the culture of... YouTube channels, podcasting. I think the like and subscribe thing is a good example of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I don't I think you can sometimes overthink CTAs as well. Like yeah. think sometimes things just work and I get mm. that we want to do things differently and differentiate and like push things. Yeah. But sometimes they just work. Yeah. So like just do those things. So for the like and subscribe thing on YouTube, for instance. It's a really good thing. And you see all channels of all sizes using it because they constantly have to keep yeah. saying it because even just saying the words like and subscribe. Yeah. For instance, head over to www.youtube.com forward slash we are bright or search bright with two eyes on YouTube. Or and if you're watching this on YouTube. Just like, just like and subscribe. Just like and just subscribe. Like and you're subscribe. already there. You're already there. <laughs> but I think saying all of that yeah. in your videos will give you a more positive yeah. reaction than if you just think, oh, they're already here. Yeah. If they like the content, they'll do something with yeah. it. Or thinking, could I say other things around it? I think you can just say that. I think you can you can get to those points in different ways. Yeah. But ultimately, that's the message, deliver that yeah. message. You don't need to clutter that, and it needs to be very direct. You want them to like and subscribe. Yeah. It's not like with, with a normal CTA where there are different options available to you if you're in a post, newsletter, website, whatever. And in those instances, you just want to be unique and you want it to make sense within your marketing funnel because that will be the bit where people will be compelled to go on. Yeah. No, no, one's, no one's clicking find out more, read more, really. They might do if they're really connected to the content, but you guarantee with a better CTA, you're getting more people. Oh, yeah, definitely. More. So, yeah, so, you know, experiment with your copy. Uh, focus yep. on your messaging. Keep yep. your messaging tight. Yeah. Don't don't stuff your CTAs like you said, Jess. Yeah. But okay, it's not it's not just about CTAs. No. CTAs are really important, but it's not they're not the be all and end no. be all and end all of endings. Unbelievable endings is yeah. what this pod's about. But let's chat through impactful endings for yeah. campaigns. So this could be a uh, like a full campaign. It could be a single piece of content that's like capping off a campaign. Yeah. It could even be a single piece of content that's within a campaign, but it's the great ending of that. Yeah. 
So I think a good example would be to chat through like twist endings. So okay, like yeah. where we see campaigns where there's a twist to it. Yeah. And there's been a really popular one recently, and I can't remember which one of you showed it me, but it was the uh, Women's World Cup one. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was a really it clever one. Yeah. Fran France team, you're yeah. watching these goals be scored. You think it's Mbappe, Griezmann, but then twist. And the twist came quite late on. Yeah. But you realize, oh, no, it's actually the women's squad for France, these great goals. And, yeah, they'd comped on Mbappe and Griezmann and that. Yeah. And that. So it, a really clever way of sort of breaking down that barrier that they challenging of, people yeah, as well yeah it was good yeah you know it was yeah it was amazing but it was it was very very impactful and obviously it you know it did the rounds on the socials that week didn't yeah. it because yeah. it was one of those impactful pieces yeah um and no it didn't happen at the end but it was obviously quite far into the campaign and it left you with that it left you with a big impact because of that twist yeah yeah i wonder if part of it was a bit of anticipation as well which is another type of not twist but a way of setting up a good ending is like you know something great's coming because that, that's the thing with digital marketing is you got to start quite captivating anyway but then if you could do it in an intriguing way where you know something's coming and you're building to it and building to it i also yeah. i also think an ending is kind of the impact that the ad has on you and what psychological like feelings you have regarding yeah. that thing afterwards yeah. Like, is it, is it shocking you? Is it, is it confusion? Is it happiness? Is it sadness? Yeah. Like it's those things that are kind of the ending. So yeah. say if you're watching an ad about a hairdryer. Who? Which one of us? <laughs> Drew, you're looking at an ad for a hairdryer. Okay. You're seeing. Not for long, I'm not. You're not for long, I'm not. talking about the bald guy or the soon to be bald guy. <laughs> Jess, you're looking at. <laughs> you're just hinting at Christmas present. Is that all that's happening? The CTA is to buy the hairdryer, but you're trying to create the feeling of that looks great. Like the excitement of having this new hairdryer. That looks great. The person feels great after having yeah, it, after exa using it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's the, the emotion that the ad's invoking on yeah. you. And that kind of is the ending, like the, the ending that the, the thing is giving you. So that ad, for example, was the like amazement that it's yeah. those things. It's been impressed, wasn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's trying to challenge people, yeah. basically. So that specific ad's trying to challenge people. So afterwards, they're like, fair play. Let's watch the Women's World Cup. If they yeah. weren't already, yeah, just yeah. I mean, it's that type of thing. If, if, you, if you really break it down, you think about every ad you've seen that's memorable, it's because of the ending. It's because of the feeling they've left you with the takeaway. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Jess? Yeah, but yeah. It, yeah. But that's the point of the psychological impact, basically. Yeah. Is what, yeah. what what impact is it giving you, and like, how does that fit into like the CTA, or is that the CTA? Yeah. I can't remember if it's uh, Born to Be Wild or Greenpeace or one of those like places. Um, yeah. But it was an ad about um, lions in Africa that are bred to just be hunted. Right. Watched it in the old office and. I yeah I just like immediately just like started donating to them monthly because yeah. it just completely got me yeah and I was just like yeah I gotta, gotta gotta donate to this just because it just it just pulled on my heartstrings it was yeah. a really emotional ad yeah and I remember just uh just you know having a very unproductive rest of a day yeah because uh just very very sad but that was the point of the ad yeah it was, because yeah. it's trying to it's really trying to like show people like how horrific that that yeah. thing was it, it's it's leaving you with the emotion and the emotional feeling, isn't it? And it's the same way John Lewis ads work. Yeah, you know, with the uh, man on the moon and sending a message and things like that. Yeah. There's the Cabris ad in the uh, garage right now, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, um, Cabris are doing a lot of fam family stuff, aren't they? Yeah, gift in a bar, that type of thing. Yeah. Isn't I, it? I thought the main guy was Keith Allen. 
kept thinking he was Keith Allen. Let's just, let's just like him. Dove have done a few recently with powerful stuff, haven't they? With yeah. their anti uh, like filters campaign and stuff like that. They've been doing it for a few years. All yeah. of their ads are very like thought provoking yeah. and not necessarily what you'd think about with like a cosmetics sort of yeah. brand. Yeah. But that's sort of their differential, isn't it? That's sort of the the, the pure beauty yeah. rather than using these filters and yeah. loving your own skin, that yeah. type of thing. So the tip here is just do good visual visual storytelling. Just do that. Yeah, it is. Just, yeah, Just do that, guys. Be, be, it is, though, because with with all marketing, especially visual marketing, storytelling's key. Everyone says it. You know, when you look at marketing maxims, they're always the same because they they hold true. And it's just making sure you tell that story in a compelling way because then yeah. the ending is going to be good the start's going to be good yeah. but it's going to lead somewhere yeah definitely it's, it's thinking about the emotion that you want to leave your viewers with as well and i know that comes within the storytelling yeah but sort of putting an emphasis on how do you want them feeling after they've watched the ad yeah to then go on to purchase or hire you yeah. or whatever that next step is and moving on to a more modern technique and it's a, it's not a new platform, but it's the short form video on on platforms. And it's the loopable element of it. And there you're trying to set up an ending that loops seamlessly. And, you know, it's not to deceive anyone to keep watching. It's the great ending that never comes. Yeah. 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 But you don't deceive people watching. And often you'll see one and you'll you'll spot that it's looped and you'll be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think that content, I think that content is incredibly powerful. So with that, it's you trying to come up with the smart way to loop your content yeah, yeah whereabouts is your main bit of messaging whereabouts is your cta yeah your bulk of your messaging is probably you're probably starting off with some kind of proper clickbaity yeah. opening yeah yeah but you're ending with the start of that to get that loop yeah the big thing is just repeat messaging so just get your message in there and if you're looping you only have to get your message in there one or two times because it's going to loop and it's going to keep repeat messaging for you which is lovely so yeah, so obviously loopable content is a great example because it doesn't it doesn't end. So it's difficult to to end strong, but yeah. the whole point of it is you're constantly looping. So the end is somewhere within the loop. Yeah. And then with that, you are ending strong by tricking them into the loop, keeping them there, and then constantly planting that same like message yeah. or same CTA or the same value maybe yeah. within that loopable yeah. piece of content. But we do want to end strong. So we're going mm-hmm. to talk about a few other examples. And one of them could be like content techniques. Yeah. So for instance, that could be around incorporating interactive elements into your video. It could be around using user generated content for your video. Yeah. Even if, you know, user generated content isn't uh, the cornerstone piece of it, that could be a part towards the end of your video. Yeah. Where you're trying to encourage some interactivity, for yeah. instance. Yeah. Coca-Cola's done it plenty of times. Coca-Cola, yeah. Nike have done it on a bunch of stuff as yeah. well. What, what, was the, what was the Coke one? Coca-Cola one... It was name on a can, right? It was through that campaign. Oh, right, yeah. Share a Coke? Yeah, so for that campaign, they kind of encouraged people to take a photo with their name on a can, or it'd be a friend or a partner's name on the can, sort of share a Coke with that person. And they collected all of those uh, images, and at the end of the campaign, they had a billboard in, was it Times Square? Mm -hmm. I think they had it in Times Square, where they collected all of those images and kind of Put, put them all on a billboard. So that yeah. was kind of their ending of the campaign. Yeah. There was a reason they was collecting those things. It was cool for people to see their own faces on sort of Times Square billboard. Yeah. yeah, that's Coke. But what could like your average SME do for UGC stuff? Yeah, I, th- I think it depends on what they do themselves. 
if it was a gym, for instance, there's yeah. already a massive wealth of user-generated content that yeah. gets created in those places and about those yeah. places. Yeah. So I think it would be a really easy business to curate content yeah. for campaigns. Yeah. I don't know what campaign it could be, but I, I assume it would be relatively easy to, yeah. to get that, that kind Just of content. Just got to queue it up, incentivize it, create yeah. a nice message that people want to be a part of. Yeah, I guess food suppliers can be, you know, use our ingredient, invent a recipe, that kind of thing. Yeah, we see a lot with people really with Hack, don't we, who we did some work yeah. with. They, they do a lot on their socials, so they get, you know, various, like, if it's food influencers or even just people yeah. online just sharing, like, a new recipe or even yeah. literally just, like, making a sausage carb yeah. in the morning. But it's they, they share a lot of that yeah. content. It gives a big community feel, a big family but feel. You and I are brand. big uni boys. You yeah. know, when we had our pizza pages going on insta and stuff and you tag uni in your posts and they'd share them felt yeah. amazing they, so they they love user generated content yeah yeah i mean i got shared a couple of times by the uni guys didn't i yeah he yeah. did almost quit this you could even create sort of a hashtag so things like a coffee shop could have their own hashtag and you could encourage them to share a picture of their coffee or if yeah. it's cake or something like that run run competitions give them a reason to post yeah. could be you post for th get them to post for three months and then you pick a winner to get yeah. free coffee for a month or something give them an incentive that necessarily doesn't cost a lot for you but encourages the user generated content which you can then use yeah. for your social media and your content yeah. yeah and if you're a coffee shop and you're looking to create content um you know you could create a really powerful video marketing campaign and all it would cost would be the equivalent of one coffee a day. That is how things are worked out these days. Yeah, so I think for coffee shop owners, it must be really easy. Right? <laughs> yeah. And um, even some of our, let's call them dry clients. So we've got some very like science, scientific based L&D clients. Yeah. And they leverage their community with uh, being involved in the research. Yeah. And so it's lots of questionnaires and things, but they get like an insightful breakdown at the end of the journey but that actual research forms part of user-generated content. Yeah, I, th I think when it comes to service-based businesses, the UGC content that you're probably collecting isn't necessarily photographs or videos. No, no. It's more testimonials, which we'll get on in a minute, but it's more like written word and their input into your sort of feedback yeah. and things like that compared to a product or b2c type businesses yeah. who can get sort of people using the product and images of that yeah um but testimonials testimonials are, are a great way to sort of end end a campaign as well yeah and sort of turn any customers that are in sort of the awareness stage of sort of the funnel into yeah. sort of that social proofing and giving them a reason to convert yeah. it, especially it's towards those... the end of the funnel towards yeah. the end of the arc isn't it and it's a similar mentality to why testimonials in remarketing um, materials work so well yeah because you know that's the final sort of stage where it's peer review yeah yeah almost for the but it's ugc so yeah they're creating it yeah. and obviously testimonials kind they kind of sit hand in hand but the testimonials can come through the ugc so say you go back to the coffee shop example that we had yeah. if you've got images of people chatting about how good your coffee is it sort of sits and gives you content, but also that testimonial and that social proof that you guys are great and people should go and sit in your coffee shop. Yeah, testimonials are great. And we're visual guys, so we love a video testimonial. But what tips would we give people if, you know, they're trying to get a, a good video testimonial done for their, their service, campaign, product, whatever? Yeah, I think it's it's about keeping it um, 
it's about keeping it brief, I think. I think yeah. testimonials can run a bit too long. Yeah. If you're reading a review online, like let's say you want to go to like a new restaurant and you're reading reviews, you don't want to go on TripAdvisor and read like a 10-page review. No. You just want to yeah. see five stars and you want to see some really clear points. Yeah. Like if I want to go to, you know, like if I want to try a specific dish at this place, I want to see that get mentioned. Yeah, yeah. If it's pizzas, for instance, I want to know it's like stone baked. I want to know it's an authentic Neapolitan style or you something like that. You want pictures like of it. Sagan, sorry. You want pictures of it. I want pictures of it. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why you want the visual side of it, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. So I think with you know try and embody that style in your testimonials. You can keep them longer because it will be more engaging than just a short written post on TripAdvisor. Yeah. It's, it's video. It's immediately. Yeah it will be a bit more engaging. You can also edit it. So you can, you can, you can go longer, can't you? Well, the idea down. is, yeah, try and keep it relatively brief. Kind of treat it like it's all, all almost CTA in the sense of everything. Ideally, everything you're putting in it could be cut into like a 15-second yeah. soundbite and be used as a 15-second soundbite potentially. Yeah. Or could you just literally use part of that transcript of it as a testimonial, yeah. written testimonial on your website. Try we, and keep everything on We've had target. that with a healthcare company. Um, we shot their recruitment videos and it had testimonials within that from the yeah. people that worked there. And then, you know, excerpts from that appeared in posters, right? And yeah. cinema chains and stuff. I guess if you want to like future-proof it as well, or like try and get as much life out of a testimonial as possible, there's different ways where, there's a different place a testimonial could sit, a video testimonial. So for instance, it could be, somewhere at the you know the, the, the top of the funnel where people yeah. don't really know about the solution you're offering so in that sense you really want to set up the entire thing with them a testimonial why did that client what what problem was that client having yeah. what solution did you offer how did it help yeah. how do they feel now yeah. how, how do they yeah sorry how do they feel now what impact has it had etc but then from there you can just have what impact has it had because yeah. if you're set further along with uh, you know along in that tunnel funnel sorry if you're set further further down in that funnel and you already know what solutions this company offers you want to know the impact it's going to have so yeah. you can just have that so try and set yeah. up the whole story yeah yeah try and keep it super tight as tight as you possibly can yeah. um and also differentiate with your visuals don't just have a person talking to camera yeah like try and try and show don't tell yeah so for instance let's say it's um let's say it's a let's go back to a gym thing like within it, maybe have like B-roll of people. If it's like a personal trainer, for instance, you're pushing it. If it's, you know, yeah. testimonials for a personal trainer, push like B-roll around that. Yeah. Um, push B-roll around people working out. Yeah. Maybe it's showing the space. I don't know. Yeah. Rob, you chime in. You're a gym guy. Well, you can, you can use the visuals to, <laughs> to add the drama, can't you? You know, with gym stuff, it's... If you're visually storytelling, it's showing the pain and suffering and then showing the end results and the ease that it gets to and the, the transformation as well that you want to see there. Because the transformation is what makes the best video testimonials anyway. Because if I, I mentioned the remarketing principle, and that's why they work so well. Yeah. Because at that stage, they've already seen what you can do. They've already yeah. seen how you can do what they need to see now to turn them into a customer is to see the impact it's going to have on them. Yeah. So tell that story and get the person who's in the testimonial to say what position they were in, you know, what, what was wrong with that, how you helped them overcome it, and then where they are now. Because the, the potential customer will be able to see themselves in that. They'll see themselves having the same problems and the same issues, and they'll be reassured that you can solve it. 
yeah. and, and, and that will make a, you know, a yeah. killer testimonial. Yeah. And I think as well, gym testimonials work especially well because they're testimonials on steroids. And it sounds obvious, but sort of having the testimonials scripted or at least having those key points written down for the person that's delivering the testimonial to sort of cover. So the things like you were saying, the pain points that the, you're yeah. trying to relate to and the the impact you're trying to deliver. Because yeah. I've watched some testimonials in the past where you can tell it's not scripted, which in some cases is great. It's sort of off the cuff and you can tell it's natural. Yeah but they aren't necessarily delivering the information you want them to deliver. They're just saying company X is great. They helped us. Perfect. Would work with them and work with them again. They're like, delivering nothing. Yeah, They're delivering yeah. no real, real value other yeah. than it's yeah. company B talking about company A. The, the worst ones are like, Oh, great, great bunch of guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And it, those things are great. You just, you need to be able to cover certain points. And I'm not yeah. saying you write the testimonial for that person. It needs to come from yeah. them. You don't want to put words in their mouth. You want the story to come from them, yeah. but at least have those key points yeah. that you're trying to deliver. I think the issue is a lot of people think if you just film enough, you can edit anything. Yeah. And it's kind of true. But at the same time, especially with something like testimonials, where it almost is user generated, it's not because most of the time, well, if we're doing it, for instance, it's not because we're, we're doing it, yeah. we're professionals, we're creating it, not the user. But it is kind of user generated content in the sense where you're trying to get those really honest yeah. answers where it doesn't matter about the, the production value for their answers, the yeah. production values help because obviously there's that level of like trust and stuff. Brand in you, trust, blah blah blah, and, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. All the other reasons why she's yeah. professional creative agencies. Yeah, but the point is, yeah, and because it is that user generated content, I get that people want that idea of if we film loads, we can edit stuff. Yeah, but I think because if something's super overly edited, it then feels a bit disingenuous. Yeah, and then because of that, I think what what you want, what you want ideally is you kind of are scripting it because it is yeah. still visual storytelling. So what you want is you want to have all, this big list of key points you want to hit, yeah. almost like you are writing the script for yeah. them. And then from that, you can ask questions because what yeah. questions will get to those bits? That, that gets the benefits of both. You get natural answers of a, of a Q&A. Yeah. You know, these per people aren't trained presenters, so you make them feel relaxed and you can talk to them and they'll give you a natural answer, but you're guiding them. Yeah. And in your mind, you've got the best version of this of this video. So even if they give you the right answer, but it's long, you can get them to paraphrase it. You can say, oh, it's great. I think you would say, we'll, we'll do it again. If you could just make it a bit shorter, because I think he was talking about this and you basically give them a nice version of their answer back to them and they can give it you back. Okay, yeah. So I, th I think testimonials is a, really, is a really good point around possibly the end of a campaign or just after. Yeah. We're talking about ending on a high. You could end with testimonials. Yeah. But also if you're, I think if you're ending on a high, you're probably then getting great testimonials because of that. Yeah. Or ideally you're getting that. Or it could be you've got testimonials from a previous thing and you're using those testimonials right at the very end of your campaign. Yeah. So you're then ending on a high with those testimonials. Either way, it's a really, they're really important piece of your, like of everyone's marketing campaigns, I'd say. Um, and I think it's also a great place to end the pod. And not just the pod. The entire season. season so, yeah. Oh, highlights from the season? Highlights from the season. Oh. On that note, guys, let's get ready for season three, shall we? And we promised a big ending. We're going to do a bit of a dance number. Three, two, one, hit it. <laughs> <laughs>